0: What do CEOs need to know about sales these days? A lot. Outdated sales strategies and tactics plague most companies today. Listen to what innovative CEOs and experts have to say about how to change all that with Sales Talk for CEOs. It's the second anniversary of Sales Talk for CEOs, and I couldn't be more excited. I can't believe I got to this point. Um, As those of you who podcast know, this is no easy feat. Got to get a guest every week and um, make it interesting for everybody and keep gaining followers. But all of you who have been listening to me now for two years know that I love to talk to CEOs and I love to talk to the experts who can help those CEOs really drive sales. And today I just want to take a few minutes to talk about something I'm extremely passionate about, as you know which is the CEO's role in sales. I don't have a guest today, so you're just gonna get to listen to me ramble for a couple of minutes. So recently there's been a lot of conversation on LinkedIn about the CEO's role in sales, and especially on the platform LinkedIn. But I wanna talk about the role in general and several things that you can actually do as CEO to be the evangelist, to draw people to you, uh, to garner a big audience in a way that will really help sales because it will help the buyer on their journey. And by putting yourself out there in the ways that I'm going to talk about, you will notice remarkable results. Now, will it be right away? Will it be overnight? Is it a magic bullet? Of course not but over time, you will see results from doing the things that I'm going to share. So as I always say, the CEO will always have a role in sales, but that role changes as the company matures. So wherever you are in the life cycle of your company, if you're just starting, if you're 10 years in, if you're 20 years in or 30 years in, the CEO still plays an important role. Now, let me start with the existing customers that you have and the role that you play with those existing customers because I think it is a key role and maybe sometimes overlooked. Now, of course, I know that as CEO, you do get involved with your largest customers and especially when there's a problem. Now, what we want to do in terms of existing customers to make sure that we have a great relationship with them is think about how the CEO should be positioned proactively and not just when there's trouble. So if you have your sales teams, your sales leaders, make a list of all of your existing customers and rank them perhaps by the dollars that they bring in each year, but then also rate them by things like how easy they are to work with, if they're an ideal customer, if you want to continue doing business with them, you'll have a great list to begin with. Look over that list with them and determine where it would be advantageous to have the CEO positioned. Right, So yourself as a CEO, which companies deserve your time and attention? Now, one could say that all do, but we know that you don't have enough time for that. CEOs wear many hats and have many things to do. So I'm not even suggesting that you should be involved with every customer. But if you do this ranking and rating, you will know it. it's maybe your top 10 or top 20. And for each of those, you can decide with your team what's the best positioning. What could you do that would be most helpful in a proactive way? So it would include things like having in-person meetings with senior executives from those customers. It might involve um, sending a thank you note uh, and and just des- you know, describing how great it is to work with their company and how much you enjoy that. And it may be um connecting directly with their CEO, depending on what size company. It is, or it may be connecting with the highest person who is involved with buying and using what it is your company sells. But what you want to do is think about what's the best way to be positioned, right? And who to be positioned with. So, who is it that you need to get to know and develop a relationship with over time? And what are the types of things that you should be doing? Now, your sales leader should be helping direct you on this because they know the customers really well and they're involved. Of course, with the salesperson's input, they can clearly come up with some ways that you can be involved with existing customers. It also could just be something as simple as putting on a webinar where you talk to existing customers or making a short video for that customer and sending that off to the senior people there. So think about the different ways that you can be involved with your existing customers. Um, Just a little caution is, don't let your sellers position you too low in an organization. If they want your involvement, this gives them an opportunity to go up to some senior levels in the organization and bring them in and have them involved in a way that they haven't been before because the salesperson is willing to bring their CEO in. And the kinds of conversations that you'll have are conversations of thanks and conversations of vision and growing together and uh, maybe what you see in the industry. So you're going to bring those higher level thoughts and ideas to the table when you are positioned properly. All right, so let's talk about prospects. How would you get positioned with prospects and what would your role be there? again uh, having the sales team look at the prospects that they have and ranking them in some way maybe by the potential dollars or prestige of the account maybe they're not going to spend that much or at least to start but they're a very prestigious account so come up with some ways for them to decide which prospects you should be involved with and again it's very similar to how you're going to get positioned with existing customers. They're going to position you with senior level people or perhaps even the CEO of that organization they're trying to sell to. And the conversations that you're going to bring in are more visionary, thought leadership, um, understanding of you know, the, the marketplace, and more importantly, even just that CEO confidence. So when you are, uh, trying to get a company much larger than yours to buy from you, of course, it does take a team, and you've got the seller, their leader, the subject matter experts, sales engineers, all of those people involved. But the CEO is the only one who can bring in that confidence that may be needed, especially when you're, you know, an eighty or hundred million dollar company selling to a multi billion dollar company. There's a lot of risk that needs to be mitigated for them to buy from you. So it's important to show up and give them that CEO confidence. And that's you talking about the vision, the market, um, understanding them as a customer and helping them understand where together you can go that alone maybe you wouldn't get, right? So think about those kinds of conversations and where you should be positioned with prospects. And again, this can be in the form of an in-person meeting. It can be in the form of a webinar. It could be some written material, or it could be a short video that you make um, specifically to the senior executives of that company and that video could be circulated. So um, existing customers and prospects are absolutely um, a place where you need to be um, positioned and playing a role. Another important role you have in sales as the CEO is that of evangelist. Now, I know that a lot of you out there don't really want to be out in the public or, you know, maybe shining the light on yourself. Uh, Don't think of it that way. Really, what you're doing as an evangelist for your company is sharing your thought leadership, sharing industry insights, um, you know, talking about the great company and culture that you have and your people and really creating a tribe of people who want to be around you, right? And and creating that draw to your company. And if you do it well, it makes a world of difference. It will make sales so much easier. It will make the customer journey so much easier because People will know you and you know, like you and trust you because of what you're evangelizing. So think about this in a way that helps you bring more to your company. It will not only bring in more customers, it will help you retain customers and it will be great for attracting and retaining employees as well. So evangelizing is something that I want you to think about doing. Now, I want you to do it in a way that's comfortable for you. So I'm going to give you a few ideas here. And you talk with your team and figure out which ones will work best. Um, If you have a PR team, they should be really good at helping you do this. And hopefully they're already helping you get out there. Uh, But let's talk about some simple things that you can do. Uh, One of them is appear on podcasts, right? Like this. You could appear on a podcast where they talk about your topic. Say if you're in cybersecurity, there are dozens of cybersecurity podcasts out there. All you have to do is have someone Google cybersecurity podcasts. You'll get lists of the 10 top cybersecurity podcasts and things like that. Have someone from your team go ahead and contact those people and ask them if you can be a guest. And don't worry about what you're going to talk about. You're going to talk about what you love to talk about in your industry. They'll ask you questions or you can give them questions to ask you. So being on a podcast is really very easy. I'd say the hardest part is just kind of getting your energy up so that you sound enthusiastic and energetic as you answer the questions. So think about being on podcasts. Now, another opportunity to speak is at conferences. And of course, no conference wants somebody to just stand up and pitch their product. But you're the founder of a company and you are an expert. And and even if you're not the founder, if you're the CEO that didn't found the company, you've been there a while, you're there for a reason, you're an expert, right? So think about what conferences your company currently attends, what trade shows, and look at what the speaking opportunities are. We know um, that from, you know, research and research I used to do when I owned a company called Trade Show Makeover, that if you speak at a conference, you get tons more leads. I don't know. What is that? 50% more leads. I'm just making that up. I don't know, but it's a lot more. Why? Because people come to your session, listen to you, learn something, and then they flock to your booth afterwards to learn more. So think about being a speaker at a conference Or a trade show or a professional development event but have your team look for opportunities for you to speak live on or on a webinar so we've got podcasts live speaking and online live speaking all of those are great now you could also do some recordings so you could hold your own events your company can hold their own events and you can be the speaker at those events and the expert in the field Um, You could have someone interview you. You could do a panel and you could moderate that panel. So you're the expert who is moderating these other experts. Lots of different ways to do it. Find a way that's comfortable for you. It can be live or it can be recorded when it's online. And in person, of course, it's in person. And if you're nervous to speak, hey, do some work, practice, maybe go to Toastmasters, but get yourself ready to do it. Um, so I think that putting yourself out there for these speaking engagements is a great way to evangelize for your company and to share what, why you started your company, what needs you saw on the market, what's happening in your industry and in your marketplace, and maybe the future of what's going to be happening. Those are all great topics to discuss. The other cool thing you can do if you're doing a webinar or a panel is you can interview your own customers and get them to talk, which is another great way to um, just bring your customers into a good light and share their knowledge as well. So think about evangelizing in these ways. Now, the last way that I'm gonna talk about is social media. And I know that all of you are very busy CEOs wear many hats. I said that a lot of times. You'll hear that and you know that it's true. But as a CEO, you need to think about what are the things that only you can do. So for example, getting positioned with the highest level people at your customers and prospects. Sure, you can send another senior executive or uh, the sales leader to do that, but no one else is the CEO. So only you can do that right only you can provide that ceo level confidence and in evangelizing the things that you know the reasons that you started your company the things you understand about the market only you can provide that information um and that's that's important right so think about the things that only you can do there's a lot of things that you probably do that you should be outsourcing to someone else in your company or you know, having them do, train them to do it, or outsourcing to um, someone outside your company who could do it better. So really think about what are the things that only you can do and the things that really lift you up and put you into your genius zone. So you're filling up and feeling really good most of the time about, about your day and not being drained. Um, so with social media, I know a lot of you may think that it's a drain, but I want you to think about it a little differently. And I'm not saying which social media you should be on other than LinkedIn, because if you're in a business-to-business complex sale, the other CEOs are there, uh, You know, the people who you want to buy from you are there, your competitors are there, and if they're there, you need to be there, or if they're not there, then you definitely can use that as a differentiator. So when you think about social media, first of all, think about where are the people that you want to buy from you? Or where are the people who can refer you? Where are the partners that can sell for you? Think about what social media they're on. And I'm going to stay focused on LinkedIn right now because I know for a fact that your audience is on LinkedIn. Now, maybe not 100% of the people you're trying to sell to are there, but at least 50% are. And we could make sales so much easier If we could at least get in front of those people and stay in front of them and share great content and great thoughts with them that they really want to just devour, right? They're looking for that content. They're looking for people that they can trust to do business with. So in thinking about your presence on LinkedIn, it's not something to be ignored. So if you dislike social media, if you feel like you don't have time, if you don't understand it, Get over all of that and figure it out. There are tons of people out there that can help you, and I'll be happy to refer you to some of them. And if you follow me on LinkedIn, you'll know because I'm interacting with them and connecting with them and having conversations with them. So I'll be happy to make those introductions. But what I want you to think about is what is your presence on LinkedIn as part of your role in sales? And it's evangelist right? We don't want to be out there just promoting our company over and over again, but we want to evangelize for the things that we care about. We want to evangelize about the people we work with and the work they do. We want to evangelize about our customers, right? So not just posting buy this from us or here's another webinar, which it's good to do those two things occasionally, but most of your posts should be original thoughts that you have about your products, about the industry, about the problem that you solve. They should be how to do something. They should be about your journey as the CEO founder. Uh, They should be things that occur to you that others will be interested in. It could be books that you read, podcasts that you listen to, uh, other Experts in the field that you've had a chance to talk to. So those are the kinds of things that you would post about. And you would be doing that at least once a week. Now, you can get a team to help you. Again, internally, you can outsource it internally to someone else in your company, but you still need to be involved with it because it has to be your original thoughts. Or you could outsource it to a company who specializes in it. Now, think of it like ghostwriting. So my father and his partner have written three best best-selling books. Those books contain all of their original thoughts, but they had an amazing ghostwriter to help them get those thoughts down efficiently and so that the audience could consume them. So you may want to do the same with your LinkedIn. You may want to find a ghostwriter to help you get your original thoughts out there to your audience. So think about how you, you can do this one, think about what kinds of ideas you'd like to share on LinkedIn. And yes, you can pepper in, here's a webinar, or I've been on a podcast, or um, some other things about your company. That's fine. But in between those, you need to have some original thoughts that you're sharing. And then the next piece of it is that you need to be connecting with your customers and prospects, and at a very high level, especially your customers. So there may be people at the, your customer's company that you don't ever get to talk to, but you may get to connect with them on LinkedIn and interact with their posts. So go in and connect with all of your customers and the people that your sellers talk to at your customers and the higher level people at those customers so that you have that vast network of people that you're connected to that you do business with. Right, and then the next piece of it is you need to interact. Now, this is probably the most time-consuming piece, and it can be sort of a rabbit hole. But hey, my name is Alice, and I have occasionally been known to go down a rabbit hole. So, um, it's a lot of fun interacting with people, even if you're introverted, because you can do it online at any time of the day or night. But what you're doing is going to the your customers. Company pages and seeing what they're posting and possibly interacting with that. But mostly you're interacting with the senior executives at the customers and prospects, and you're interacting with other thought leaders in your industry, and you're going to read what they post and make a comment on it. Now, that doesn't really take as long as you think, but if you spent maybe mm, 30 minutes a week, and if you had a list of influencers in your industry and senior level people that you do business with or want to do business with, and you just went in and checked up on uh, what they're doing on LinkedIn, you read it, you make a quick comment, that will make a world of difference. Why? Because It's like you've seen them at the coffee shop, right? You've seen them at the trade show, at the conference, and you've got to have a quick conversation with them. It's the same kind of interaction as you can have in person, and it endears people to you. And especially if you make a smart comment about what they wrote and add an original thought to it. So... That's a lot for right now, but I wanted to share with you because I think your role in sales as a CEO is so important. And there truly are some very simple things that you can do to really help with the demand for your product, to help people trust your company, and to help others see you as a person they want to know. That might be customers and prospects, or it could be your next employees, or your current employees. So please think about your role in sales and what you can do to increase that and make it even easier for your company to help buyers along their journey. Thank you so much for tuning in for two years. It's been an amazing journey. I can't wait to continue it. Lots more in store. If you enjoyed the show, please like and subscribe and we'll see you next week.